Don't be all like uncool, a way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co-host, Mr. Alex Morand. The Moran Dom can never be duplicated, imitated, or intimidated. <laughs> now, for our listeners who don't know my last name, my last name is Moran. <laughs> and that's why that's a great tagline. Ah, nice. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. Don't all Vito Zane me. I will always make it work. Did you watch Sound of Music? No, that, those are both major taglines of the Project Runway show. Oh. Have you ever seen an episode of Project Runway? No. Okay, Me well, neither. Granted, the cast who had these taglines have since departed the show. But they were the Von Trapp children? But What? Okay. Heidi Klum would always say, Avidaze, when someone was eliminated. It was referenced in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You've seen yeah, that I always thought yes. that was a sound of music yeah. joke. Live on trap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Tim Guns and I'll make it work. It's a good tagline. I watched the Housewives Project Runway episode and it delighted and delivered. And I think the most surprising thing was how much I loved Shannon. She was one of the Housewives invited. And I think it was her designer Bones who was a hilarious black man but i think they just like riffed off each other in like the cutest way did shannon do her oh oh well she was really well when she came in and he started measuring her she like assured him that the weight a few days later will be way less like her measurements will be way down because she's doing a cleanse <laughs> so like don't take these measurements into heart because in two, mere 24 hours she will be a different person and he handled that with just style and grace. And then she brought like 72 layers of Spanx, but only wore one. So she had a little bag of Spanx to put on each time. So she was constantly running into corners to put on like another layer of Spank, which was delightful. And they were given a $700 budget. And you could tell she really wanted to make sure she had an expensive dress. So she was like, how much money did you spend? And he's like, oh, I spent $699. And she's like, oh, good, good, good. Was this group of housewives, would they have been a better uh, group for the R- the great uh, name R-H-U-G-T? Would this have been a great group for that? I really actually think it would have been because that – girls trip didn't have any potomac women and this group this had three you had giselle La, La Mirand, dr wendy ladom <gasps> was ladom was in it oh ladom's oh, um designer was the biggest bravo viewer and loved potomac and worshipped ladom that's how you know they're a legit bravo viewer Karen was great like people Karen looks like and I mean Luann and Leah were there but just the way that the cast like applauded the Potomac ladies when they came out like Potomac seemed like it was the OG show and La Dom seemed like she was the OG mm-hmm. housewife so it's a pretty right. new franchise people rate it though up there with New York I think it's like people really really do love Potomac I think it's like that in Atlanta are honestly like the top two now yeah Lou held her own. Her designer won. She had half a blazer, half sexy lingerie dress that she, like, worked. Best walk came from Countess Lou. 
the runway walk. It was a blazer dress that Meredith Marks could only dream of and could never get her hands on because she just wouldn't inspire this level of class. And Andy Cohen seemed the proudest of his New York girls. Okay. Just like from a vibe I got, like when all the different cities, the OC, Potomac, and New York, he seemed the proudest of New York. Now, the only thing that I saw on this, of course, I saw like the pr- promo shoots, but people hated Wendy. Well, it's just because she wasn't, she kind of set her designer up to fail by saying that she could do a pant or a dress and then was like, oh, I would never have picked a pant when her designer picked a pant for her. So she seemed wishy-washy and then got into this weird fight and then made her designer know that like, oh, I didn't throw you under the bus as much as I could have. She was just extremely combative like she is on the show. Okay. No, but no grace. There was no grace. You could tell she was trying to be graceful. Gina's too nice. Gina looked the worst. Gina's just too nice, which, like, of course we know. Yeah. And Gina also went to all the other designers and said, you can't trust my designer. <laughs> well, Gina did. There was a little designer. Dr. Wendy's designer. Wait, really? I just, yeah. Dr. Wendy's designer started crying, and Gina was out there in the action, like, kneeling next to Dr. Wendy's designer. I heard that Dr. Wendy said. It was uh, it was great. I wish Project Runway was only Project Runway slash Housewife mashups. I would watch it every time. Okay, is it worth watching? I thought so. I love the new cast of characters. Okay. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. All right, my tagline About is... About time. I might not always be in the right, but I'm definitely not in the wrong. And I wrote this tagline for a very special someone, so I will do uh, another read aloud of that. I might not always be in the right, but I'm definitely not in the wrong. It's me, James Kennedy. Uh, What's that, I was, James? I was thinking it's either Michael Darby, <laughs> Brock, <laughs> Yes. James. I have such a hard time not doing my Brock accent now. Everybody has an Australian accent. Yes. It really covers all nationalities. <laughs> it really does. Um, we need to talk about the rise and fall of Vanderpump, and we can save it f- for when it is mm. time. You want to just get right into Should it? Should we start with Vanderpump? Yes. yes. Okay, then let's get into it. Okay, Vanderpump. It... It's painful to watch. I'm just going to put it out there. It is so apparent that James hates Raquel. And just Charlie is so annoying. Sheena and Brock are doing their best to keep this show going along with James. But I, I just feel like there's not enough happening. Uh, look, we're in a Vander slump. I feel like Charlie is trying to keep the party going. And while simultaneously bringing absolutely nothing. I mean, she's bringing all she's got, but it's still not yeah. enough. Now, I know I just made that hilarious joke of, of Vanderslump that we all loved, but I truly think that this is the nail in the coffin, not so much a slump. I think that Vanderpump's oh. days are numbers because of this season. I think it's shown that like it truly cannot survive without the chaotic energy of Jax, Stasi, and Kristen. Because... James might not be long for this show. I think he's going to burn out fast if he's the one person they rely on for all the drama. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't have high hopes, sadly. I love the show. I love all these people. But in terms of it being exciting Bravo content, I don't know. Even they're bored by their own existence. Like, Schwartz is like, this is the third painting party I've been to on this <laughs> show. And then Ariana was saying this is the second castle we've been at so 
it's just kind of we, we've hit replay a bit too much um the yeah like you said elizabeth the only people bringing it are brock and sheena and yeah they want to be on the show the, yes and they they're putting such little effort into this engagement it was cringeworthy and yet they are bringing the most, which is just so sad. Beige balloons. It took effort to put balloons on the balcony of their apartment. Balloons are Brock's new thing. They're his party trick. And he had balloons at his shoot. He had balloons at his proposal. Maybe the same balloons. <laughs> I hope so. And those uh, flower petals artfully dumped on the balcony. Sheena's mom did that and she hates Brock. So you know they weren't placed with love. <laughs> you can hear the traffic below. You can, and the construction uh, on the apartment complex across the street. They were looking at two by fours in plywood. You could tell that Sheena was disappointed. I feel like she is in a race against the clock, though, to get married. I cannot believe. Well, they well on the show. Married, though, right? They're not. No, but they want to get that. The only weekend they can do it is the last weekend Vanderpump is filming. Which is n- that weekend. They want to really? get it on the show. Yes, I you know. You really think they won't yep. extend production to have this wedding, though? I know they won't extend production oh. because they're not. Because <laughs> they didn't. No, Raquel and James got, got the finale. And Sheena and Brock did not. It's just a series of themed parties. I have to look at Randall's stupid face as he pretends to care about these people. Can I go on a rant on There's Something About Her? A sandwich shop I was 110% behind. Oh, it's growing on me. Oh, it. Let's I've hear lost it. Let's hear faith. it. Why? Because something about was her. Late? Unapologetically, unapologetically feminine. Everything is going to be pink. Pink doors, pink everything. Only femininity, nothing else. Yes, the first pitch I heard was that the first sandwich name is going to be called the Randall Emmett sandwich. <laughs> He's a ladies' Done. man. Done. Gone. <laughs> nope. Nope. He is not unapologetically feminine. The sandwich shop is dead to me. They go against their mission statement in the first breath. No one's going to back me up on this? No, I agree. I mean, luckily, we know Randall's definitely not involved at this point in time, right? <laughs> right. Well, we hope not. <laughs> Oh, also a hundred to two hundred thousand dollar budget for a sandwich shop. What are they gonna buy a pre-made sandwich shop for a dollar <laughs> and then spend a hundred? Like, yeah, these I was girls shocked. don't know how much it costs mm. to open a restaurant. Quote. If they said half a million, I would have been like, okay, well, if they find a space that like already has like all of the floor sinks where they want them, great, half a million. Mm-hmm. But a hundred to two hundred thousand. Ugh. I was shocked to find out that Ariana was the Schwartz in this duo by her just mm-hmm. not showing up on time. And then even more shocked to find out that that's actually Sandoval's thing in that duo to not show up on time. Yes. And that's that's what counts as me being excited during one of these episodes these days. <laughs> so that <laughs> doesn't count for much. <laughs> this hot sandwich drama. Now, I have faith in there's something about her, but that's because I'm grading on a curve compared to the stained glass mural that is Schwartz and Sandy's and whatever abomination we watched Brock set up this episode. So grading on a curve, 
something mm-hmm. about her is going to be great. So why the hell isn't Lisa involved in something about her? This is Vanderpump rules. What is going on here? Julia, nothing. That's the problem. <laughs> I think we've established that. Julia, I would have more questions. You're not asking the right question. You should be asking questions like, what kind of photo shoot budget does Brock have where he was going to have a DJ and is saying, well, I can't have a DJ. I'm a startup and then has models and balloons and multiple makeup artists and no product taking one out of Miss Whitney Rose Wild Rose rebrand. Wait, weren't they wearing his workout wear? Yeah, he's not a clothing line. He's an oh. OnlyFans mm-hmm. for fitness. Do you know what I just heard? You know YouTube? It's that. Oh. It's YouTube for workout videos. You know, that thing that already exists. Yeah, he just thinks we're going to want to watch him do it because he's just such a catch. Like, I totally want a fiancé who says, well, I get that ring back when you leave my ass. And she goes like, what do you mean Wait, win? Win? Wait, what's the <laughs> it's so good. Oh, We'll deal with it when it comes, is what he says. It's just like, ah, oh, Sheena Shea. Well, the good thing is, when I search homebody workout, I don't get ads for Mirror, Tempo, Tonal, Beachbody, HNS. Well, it's a video streaming website, Elizabeth. Oh, you're right. Good thing I'm looking for Jeremy Ether, how to build bu- muscles at home. Or Chris Hirna, F. Lennon. There are so many things with homebody Pop mm-hmm. Sugar Fitness. He hasn't. He's. Are I you look, saying that Brock is entering in a market that's as competitive as candles, Elizabeth? He might has called his or sandwiches. Candle, it's a it's a one wick <laughs> candle. That's why he should have called it one it's wick one wick workouts. <gasps> <gasps> write that down. Write that down. He's not even on the first kind of page. He's not even coming up at all. I, Does he exist yet? Oh my gosh, it might not be. But Never like, homebody is unapologetically masculine. <laughs> That'll be his his pitch to Randall. And like, when you say OnlyFans, that makes me think that you are taking personal trainers can go and upload their videos, like a Peloton subscription mm-hmm. where they are uploading their own videos. Again, it makes me think of pornography. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, the model doesn't make any sense. It's not anywhere. It, it's just so horrible. He has no idea what he's doing. It was just very, very frustrating. And we didn't mm. get to talk about it last time, but can we please talk about Sheena's ring? That thing is The one huge. that flew away on a balloon earlier this season or the new one? Speaking of balloons, there's been a balloon <laughs> motif with her this season. Um, yes, it's all about the balloons. Balloons and Brock. The one that came podcast. in that little plastic egg at the yeah. mall that Brock proposed yeah. to her with. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it does look and like that. And people are roasting her because it's so big it looks stupid. And it's not a diamond. And she's like, that's fine. I didn't want a diamond. But it's so big. It looks so corny. It's on three credit cards. It's on three credit cards. <laughs> that's all I have to say to that. <laughs> Five dollars on that one, ten on that, and eh, two on the third one. <laughs> Let me see if I could get a uh, discount code from Lala. I'll be right back. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm sorry. We got to move on. But Lala, the same Lala that you were mad at for bringing up the fact you've never paid child support is who you were trying to pay get to pay for your proposal. 
I think Brock was under the impression that he could get a proposal and a wedding out of Bravo. And he shows up. Bravo won't pay for it. So he starts hitting up the cast and no one's biting. I think he feels duped. Me giving him too much credit is being like, this person who has caused me so much pain this season, I'm going to make her pay for all of this in this way. But I don't think he's that calculated. One final thought. Brock does not understand what a prenup is. No. I I don't know what he thought it was, but it was not a prenuptial agreement. What do you mean? He, like, was saying, well, if I get my own retirement, I don't know if he thought he was signing up for, like, an IRA Roth, but he had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> no, she, she didn't get Sheena it Sheena Shea knew what she was doing. She, yeah. No, Sheena okay, was going but, in there Yeah, fine. it was a real prenup. Oh, it was. But Brock had no idea yeah, what she was Yeah, because his, like, understanding of it was, like, well, when we, if we're old enough, then, like, well, of course, we'll just keep our own money, <laughs> like, at that point. But it's like, no, that's not what this is. That's the saying that, that no. won't happen. <laughs> well, you have... Sheena's protecting her own wealth from Brock. That was what that yeah. cleanup was. He's too yeah. stupid. No, wrong he... lever, cronk. <laughs> wrong lever. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for... What do we want to do next? OC? Sure. Oh, yes. Okay. OC. Mykonos. Mykonos. Where? <laughs> Mykonos. Mykonos. Where is that? Poland? Mykonos. Sweet James has taken us on a ride all the way to Mykonos. And without him, I don't know, what would Noella be doing? Well, I know that Mykonos was supposed to be the big plot twist of this episode, but I think the real plot twist is that Ryan is not Ryan's legal name. Jen was the best thing. <laughs> and Ryan, changing his name from Ryan to Ryan to confuse everyone, including Jen, who still calls him Ryan confusing us the viewers until it was explained to us this week wasn't even the most confusing Mm -hmm. thing i think that we have put together a puzzle on jen's life because we now know she married ryan in Mm -hmm. retaliation ryan retaliation from an ex-boyfriend who (laughs) she borrowed slash was gifted eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars from and he sued her for it he sued her I thought that Emily trying to get out what the money was actually for was genius on drunk Emily's part and never got answered. But then during the fight with em- or just the interrogation of mm-hmm. drunk Emily on Jen, Jen ended up saying that she was attracted to her ex-husband or her ex-boyfriend's personality and she's actually still attracted to her ex-boyfriend's personality. In an attempt to get out of claiming that she was in it for the money, she admitted to, like, still being in love with him. Which, you know, I guess is the better avenue to go down in that situation. And what was the highlight of that article they flashed on the screen? Millionaire sues X for cheating. Cheating Cheating X. X. Yeah. And then she says they met at a breakfast bar and she was in a relationship. So they're at the Holiday Inn Express, Mm -hmm. her and Ryan, soon to be Ryan. Mm -hmm. They have an affair and her ex sues her and she gets with Ryan to stick it to him. And Ryan still doesn't know if he likes Dr. Jen. Several kids and one chihuahua later. And zero shirts. The verdict's still out. Ryan likes her, but I don't think Ryan likes her. (laughs) 
I took a note at the top of this episode. I, I really like took in Noella's tagline this time. That was uh, in the OC. It's easy to fit in, but more fun to stand out. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's kind of been fitting her vibe. And it's never been truer than this episode where she is almost purposely like isolating herself from everyone else Mm -hmm. in a way that's like when she's called out on talking shit, she's like, yep, I did to a point where it's like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to be friends ever. She's just doing that with everyone. It's really exciting to watch. It's exciting to watch someone not try to be fake with everyone. Well, especially like when when Heather invited her to her home while doing an infomercial for her hair and then invites her into mm-hmm. her podcast studio and only offers her a sad little glass of water. Like, what kind of chit-chat was this other than an infomercial mm-hmm. for Noella to be impressed by Heather? Like, Heather was insanely fake. They did that in a shrine to herself. It was the most performative fake shit of all time. Yeah. So weird. I think Noella has Bond villain Heather DeBro's number. She knows that there's something up, mm-hmm. and I think there's something that happened behind the scenes that we have not seen or probably will not see. And I think it might be because Heather is intimidated by Noella and her gorgeous. She's so, hot. she's so stunning. She's like stupid hot. I'm mm-hmm. intimidated by Noella. Speaking of speaking of Heather, I love that Heather is so supportive of her daughter Max, who's bisexual. But she's so supportive of Max being bisexual. It feels homophobic and i don't know how to say it other than that it's con- it's because it's, it's condescending it's it's weirdly like patronizing and like it's so cool yeah. that you're different you know that type of bullshit yeah. which like it's it's hard to judge because she is her daughter but it does feel like she wouldn't be acting that way if there wasn't a camera on her obviously it, it's like you a know? little too much where i'm like are you that excited yeah. Like, you're in a crystal shop, and your daughter got, like, the social media of the other girl who lives, who's there. Not to be, like, stereotypical. You're in a crystal shop. Everybody in there is gay. Like, duh. But Heather's, like, a little too excited, and she can never just say, my daughter Max wrote a book. She's had a really challenging time. She's, "My my daughter Max, who's bisexual, my bisexual daughter, wrote a bisexual book, and she's depressed. She could just say the title of the book, which, in implies yeah Mm -hmm. implies the buys okay good alex i'm glad that you got that read on it too it's giving me it's not feeling supportive even though she's screaming look how supportive i am that's not the the vibe i'm picking up well speaking to like her fakeness i think we know that noella picked up on the way she behaved at that party she threw and how she was somehow able to spin the narrative of oh nicole you're wrong and like we're right and like whatever we're clearing this all up But Noella was there watching firsthand how Heather was able to kind of change that storyline in real time, you know? And Noella has to deal with her unfolding storyline that's like this really tragic, dramatic thing going on with her that the camera's picking up on every part of. And yet Heather was able to kind of brush her drama under the rug. Mm. I think maybe Noella has some resentment towards Heather being like, you're fake. I saw that you tried to cover up your very real drama, whereas I have to face mine. It's like a very oh. real thing I have to talk about all the time on this show. Alex. I agree with you, Alex. And even like a step, not further than that, but in a different direction, Heather is taking something that actually happened and spinning the narrative so we all believe something that's not real, where that has been Noella's mm-hmm. life. 
Her husband just abandoned yeah. her. The reality Noella has been living in isn't real, just like the reality Heather is trying to get mm-hmm. us to live in, where she and her husband are totally fine being sued. La, 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 ha, ha, ha. It wasn't even real. Where Nicole goes from crying to begging Noella not to bring it up again on camera. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to talk a little bit about the give it to them straightish Max Dubrow's book and podcast. Did any of you do a Google? No, I didn't. So I did a quick... Did you listen to the podcast? I did not because I was told by Apple iPod viewers not to listen. What? And they're all saying the book and the podcast is a college admission stunt. Are colleges impressed by podcasts? But I feel like if she didn't have enough extra curriculars like we know what hollywood parents do to get their children into good schools this doesn't seem to be that far-fetched of a stunt for a heather dubrow to pull thoughts i now that you've said that i can't unsee it okay so she's done 22 episodes the last one was in september she does about one a month she does have some pseudo celebrities on here um like Gabby Hanna, who's a controversial YouTuber, Anna Akana. I think because the, this is kind of weird. This is definitely the the production value of this and what is actually being listed here do not match. This is weird. There's this is wait. What do you mean? What do you mean by the production quality? There's 22 episodes. the The people she's getting are impressive. The only good thing is the title is the latest. Huge waste of time. I'm looking at reviews. I summed them up pretty Girl, well, Girl, by College admissions. Yeah, these yeah, are literally calling them, them out. Yeah, it, it's... Usernames, don't be all like uncool, Stan94. <laughs> don't listen to this. Listen to don't be all like uncool. <laughs> I mean, it's just... <laughs> they graduated college a long time ago. They have nothing to prove. <laughs> it has a copyright. It has... it's just like it has a logo that's a little too nice it's just a little suspicious well i certainly hope that girl she picked up in the crystal shop isn't listening to our podcast right now i know sorry girl now do you think heather lets max use her sound studio or do you think she has her own sound studio like in her room I think I think Heather uh, writes the podcast for her. I think that she. Um, Do you think Heather wrote the book? <laughs> controls everything. No, I think she is a ghostwriter. She did give Heather did give the speech. I thought that was weird. Yeah, where Max just gave a mm-hmm. quick shout out. Mm-hmm. It was odd. All right, anything? We can cut this, but here's the about. Max Dubrow and her opinions and perspective on life. A 16-year-old, quote-unquote, Jewish girl at a strictly Catholic high school who recently came out as bi. I don't know. Yeah, the Jewish in Did someone say that? Did, like, a paper of record say that about her? She has to quote it. This is also written in a very odd third person. She shares her perspective as a teenager living in a world with technology and tracking devices, as well as her theories and opinions on subjects such as time travel and high school. What? I mean, like, I don't want to knock a child, but this is weird. It's weird. I'll try to listen to it. No, I'm not going to listen to it. It also is on a podcast network. What? Because Heather got it for her. Yeah, Heather yeah it's Heather. Time. You're not knocking a child. This is Heather's doing. And I think it might be because 
the son got into Loyola Marymount on a like what is it called podcast scholarship (laughs) you get accepted early admission (laughs) and max Uh did not and when i typed in max debro college i got nothing i don't know where she's going so maybe they were worried about her well max has a four star average rating on apple podcast and miss heather mama bear only has a 3.8 way more reviews went to heather's though yes okay do you guys want to move on to salt lake city yeah, anything else, Alex? Oh, yes. Um, we It was revealed this episode that Shane is straight edge. Uh, that kind of explains a lot to me, yes. at least. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have to say about Shane. We were saying off mic that Shane is like a bizarro word, world Seth from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Julia, you had an excellent... Uh, it was that seth loves boobs but we know from this episode oh yes we did discover or now we know like seth loves a good titty but his alter universe Mm -hmm. shane just loves some ass but i think i'd rather be in a room than with seth though i'm gonna be honest oh yes I would. Oh wait, no. Yes, really. Yeah, Shane. I don't know. Shane. Shane creeps me out. Like Seth is gonna be. Seth is like Quentin Tarantino. Like you know what you're getting. Yeah, a lot of titty action and a lot yeah, of sexual it. harassment. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like Shane's got that. And Shane is like Steven Spielberg. Oh, well, should we get into? This? Oh God, <laughs> slimy Seth. It's all subtextual with him. I know. Off to slime. All right, slimy. Slime. Oh my gosh. Time for Sleth Lake City. <laughs> ha ha. Salt Lake City. We got one of the most amazing things I've seen on a Bravo show. You know, I people were not talking about it online as much as I thought they would, even though it was such a clear, pivotal part of this season, which was... Can I guess? Sure. Justin's silver chain. I, I was actually gonna say the dancer in one foot of water in the pool at Seth's party. Oh my gosh! Who, Why for all we it? know, like fell off the roof. <laughs> the last yeah. we see of her is her kind of like waddling away, <laughs> and then cutting away. Why did Meredith say the dancer's gonna be here and make her stand on the like getting in the pool little railing step? Why did she have to be in the pool up to her ankles? She wasn't a mermaid dancer. No, she was just somebody Meredith made her take her shoes off and stand kind of in the pool. That party was so uncomfortable. Well, the Mm -hmm. reason no one's talking about Seth licking the areola, then clenching the nipple of his boob cake Whitney got him is because everyone was looking away. Including Justin, who he and his silver chain winced and turned. They're swingers, right? There's no way there's not. Oh, so true. Yeah. And maybe Justin to Whitney, too. Or at least Whitney is open to it. That would make so much sense because Meredith was way too cool about that boob cake coming at her husband's face. The boob cake was the least of her problems. We got a video montage of Seth saying, Whitney, where's your plastic surgeon? I want him to redo my wife's boobs so they look like yours. Not once, not twice, but like a minimum of three times. And that one just was just caught on camera. 
Yes. Which led to the boob cake, which I actually thought was a very, very nice way of handling that to Miss Whitney. It was funny. She nailed it. He was horrible. Like, not the boob cake, but the Seth part. He's trying to bone Whitney, and I think nobody's into it. Although, wouldn't you love some swingers drama? I mean, they need it if Mary accepts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, so Mary's argument for why Jenny got so mad at her is yes. that... Lisa told her that the gift was actually meant for Jen. And that is why Jenny's mad at Mary for being racist. (laughs) That That logic is sound. I feel so bad for Lisa. I love her so much. This is the most I've ever seen a group of housewives team up against someone, I think, in any housewives show I've watched. For no reason. I don't understand Jen's argument on the bus. Like, I truly cannot follow it. that was chaos. And it's no. weird to me because Lisa seems very cool, calm, and collected for 90% of it and seems to be understanding what's going on. She has a breaking point. She's human. If you're being yelled at for no reason for so long, and who knows how long that was going until Lisa was finally like, okay, that's it. And who knows how long it's going to keep going because we got a to be continued. Yeah. And also like she's surrounded by people who do not have her back. Even Jenny, who kind of had her back earlier in the season, isn't saying anything. I would reach my breaking point there too. I think they're all too scared of Jen. And Jen is mad at Lisa because Lisa confronted her when she thought Jen had hired a private investigator. I get caught up on this drama and I'm like, oh yeah, they're yelling at each other. Who cares? Mary's a cult leader and Jen got in trouble from the federal government. Like, why are we talking about who called what? You got mad at somebody about this last year. None of that matters. Like, we are way past this. No, but these are housewives, Elizabeth. They are just doing what they do best. Really harping on the petty. I got caught up and I forgot what we were doing. We got a cute little scene of Jen and Coach Shaw having a therapeutic painting date. And it was so cringe. And it just reminded me of the first date on The Bachelor when, like, the Bachelorette contestant brings, like, a little something to do on the first night to make an impression. And I guarantee you if Jin Shaw brought this on the first night of The Bachelor, she would not be getting a first night rose. It was awful also they were told to like paint their relationship and they both just wrote words coach shaw drew a dog it's the dog he's gonna get when he divorces jen can you imagine being coach shaw like having to film this show with everything going on in your life no no and then having to listen to your wife being like two bedrooms just isn't enough i'm like where am i gonna keep all my clothes and having to just like they're not moving they are not moving they're just going to eat the money on that one there's no way she can put that shit anywhere else no okay slimy seth quarter we have already talked about seth quite a bit but i just would like to draw attention to the gift baskets that were given away at his party and the mere selfie that was included in every single one of them. <sighs> it was so <laughs> sad. He does have amazing abs, though. But so what? sad. Amazing. Do you think they were photoshopped? Do you yeah. Think were, do yes. you think they were photographically enhanced with an app? Yeah. An I think so. It's app? also black and white, which means something. They're enhancing something when it's a black and white photo. True. That's just a trick of the trade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Julie, nothing fixed the dead look in his eyes. Okay, my slimy death quarter is when he told Meredith he was so thrilled by the party she'd thrown for him that he's going to treat her like his second wife. 
He also yelled at a guy. He came out of the same mama's vajayjay. So. Okay. Yeah, 50-year-old Seth. My slimy Seth corner then is when he sees how his daughter looks at his party and goes, fire alert, fire alert. Both Elizabeth and Julia, when remembering this moment, both dipped their heads and (laughs) hid their faces with their hands out of embarrassment. And we didn't even cover, like, Seth's existence is so repulsive. We didn't even talk about the golf trip. No. Did you notice how it was a titbit nipply at the golf trip? All those men, I could see their nipples and their areolas and their sad little clinging polo shirts. Those polos were clinging on for dear life. I'm already trying to suspend my disbelief and pretend that these women are actually friends in real life. Don't put their husbands together. It just really ruins it. Mm -hmm. Unless it's New Jersey. They get a free pass. Yep. They don't count. Yep. It's because they got Frank holding them all together. All right. Are we ready for awards? Yes. Yes. All right. Awards. My award is the Nicole James Your Time Here Has Come to an End Award. Named after Miss Nicole James from Real Housewives of Orange County, who I forget is there until I'm reminded. Oh yeah, Nicole's here. It's time for her to leave. She's bringing absolutely nothing, and I hate to say it, been there, done that. I award this award to Vanderpump Rules. Oh, it's time in the mm-hmm. sun has come and gone, and that's I- because the sun is rising on Summer House. Oh, Julia, yes, the sun <gasps> is rising on Summer House, which yes. we will get next week. Julia and I were talking off mic, and. We were saying that Vanderpump Rules has always had, like, a darkness to it. And Summer Mm -hmm. House just doesn't have it. It's just so fun. And they have equally wacky characters. But it's not, like, a bummer to watch. And Vanderpump, I just feel like, like Nicole, I forget that it's on until I see it. Would you like to search this? I'm like, oh, yeah, Vanderpump. Yeah. Just this season, though, listeners, go back to the glory days. Go back to season oh. six. That's that's good shit. Um, good. But yeah, it's it's it, it's just done. It's done. It's it done. ended. It's like when Michael Scott left the office. It's done. Like, why, mm-hmm. why are you watching? And I guess Jax is Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> My award this week is the Joss Whedon Award. Named after the creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and currently canceled man, Joss Whedon, who changed his name from Josh to Joss in college to make himself seem cooler. And of course, this award goes to Ryan from the OC, (laughs) who changed his name from Ryan to Ryan. And like Joss Whedon made him less cool. So congrats, Ryan. (laughs) And uh, Ryan will probably be canceled in the near future as well. So they'll have another (laughs) thing in common. (laughs) My Ashley Darby, blind as a baby koala when it comes to Australian men award, goes to Sheena Shea. Both women in love with Australian men who are awful and don't deserve them. And Julia, I took you about eight tries to get out. That's actually a very good award. It was it's worth a great the award. And you it's made me come to Joey. Though, let us just have it on the record that Joey is not just a baby for a kangaroo. It also handles all koalas. <laughs> Marsupials. A baby koala. <laughs> you should have said it like a baby koala. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Anytime.
You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 